If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,418 today. Predicting the box office of Solo A Star Wars Story. It's another in our scoundrel business episodes leading up to Solo A Star Wars Story. Punch it, Chewie. This is Todd Vander Hayden. I'm a national Canadian television anchor with CTV News and a syndicated radio host. And you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So we're continuing our rebranded scoundrel business series of podcasts looking at the business side of releasing Star Wars movies. We talked about Deadpool yesterday and how it performed at the box office. Now, there's a website called Box Office Pro that does long-range tracking and predictions of movies and how they think they will perform at the box office in their opening weekend. For the record, they were off by about six or seven million on Deadpool 2. They said 133 million and it came in at 126 million. So, I mean, pretty darn close for government work. And as far as Solo's predictions go, they have actually been trending downward over the past few weeks as we get closer and closer to the movie, although they had gotten positive reviews from critics, generally speaking, okay, we can talk about the critic scores in a moment officially. The social media buzz, according to Box Office Pro, has been trending sharply downward, and that's also in comparison to how social media buzz was trending for Rogue One and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Those are the comparatives that they're looking at for Solo A Star Wars Story. Now they are saying that the four-day Memorial Day weekend gross, they're estimating it to be between $140 million and $170 million dollars. And if that is the case, if it actually falls within that range, then it's going to be the biggest Memorial Day weekend movie opening ever because that record is held by a Pirates of the Caribbean movie and that didn't make 140 million. It was like 139 point something. So, you know, <laughs> it's like it's there's a uh, a quote that's probably one of my favorites, it's from, you know, Mark Twain said it, but he claimed that the British Prime Minister Benjamin Disraeli originally said it, that there are three kinds of lies. There are lies, there are damn lies, and there are statistics. So who really knows how this is going to turn out? But one thing we know for sure is that based on the way Rogue One performed, we're not expecting Solo A Star Wars Story to perform at the level of The Force Awakens or even at the level of The Last Jedi. And so really when you think about it, not only is Rogue One the better comparative, like you can't compare it to either of the saga movies, but by the same token, you could consider Solo A Star Wars Story as being a sequel of sorts. Yes, I know it's not a sequel, but it is a Star Wars Story sequel in that it is the second movie of these standalone Star Wars stories to be released and therefore you could consider it as a sequel of sorts and that it might act like one which means that it would be rather rare for it to oh 
to overperform, outperform, <laughs> one of the two, it would be a rather rare occurrence for Solo to outperform its predecessor, namely Rogue One. And sure, you know, maybe this is a way to dampen expectations, if you will, and do it in a way that makes logical sense where we can say, oh, okay, so it didn't perform as well as Rogue One. Well, it's not so bad because of all these other reasons, right? You know, we could kind of talk ourselves into thinking that everything's okay. But you know, I don't think it's just talking ourselves into it. And in fact, the thing that occurs to me about Solo A Star Wars Story is the fact that there are a couple of generations of potential Star Wars movie viewers that did not grow up on the original trilogy. They grew up on the prequel trilogy. They grew up on the sequel movies. And so their experience of Han Solo is, you know all these old movies that a generation previously grew up to. And so they don't have the same connection to the original trilogy that some folks do. And so I think by volume, in fact, more people out there as Star Wars fans are connected to either the prequels or the sequels than to the original trilogy. So when you put it in that perspective, Solo is actually a rather unique property. It's got novelty value that at first blush, you might not believe. I mean, you might be more familiar with the Harrison Ford version of Han Solo or the Harrison Ford version of younger Han Solo, but there's a darn lot of folks out there who only have experienced Han Solo or whose majorly significant experience with Han Solo is him going, that's not how the Force works, and being a grumpy old man. So for those people, it's an entirely novel experience to be able to see young Han Solo, and it's not going to be Harrison Ford, and there are a lot of people who are perfectly fine with it not being Harrison Ford. Meanwhile, speaking of statistics and polling, as we have been, there are certain polls that movie studios do to try to predict what kind of promotional spending that they have to do to get the word out about a movie. And one of those things has to do with something called unaided awareness, which means that somebody is already aware of a movie coming out without having to be prompted about it, you know, to say, hey, have you heard about Solo? Right? No, it's more like, what have you heard about you know, coming out and somebody saying, oh, Solo, I know that's coming out, right? So apparently the unaided awareness poll for Solo, A Star Wars Story is actually higher than it was for Rogue One and it's higher than it was for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 since we were talking about those two movies earlier. And there's also a definite interest polling thing as well. And Deadline Hollywood didn't share what the score was for definite interest in comparison to Rogue One or to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. It just compared it to Spider-Man Homecoming and said that it did better than Homecoming and it made a mention of the fact that Homecoming did $117 million in its box office opening weekend and so this bodes well by extension for Solo, A Star Wars Story, that it will outperform Spider-Man. At least that's the implication that they're making. And why do we care? Why do we care about how it performs at the box office? Well, I mean... If you need a better indication of what fans think about Solo A Star Wars Story, well, you don't really have a better one than box office. Yeah, you can look at user scores. Yeah, you can look at social media buzz. But really, people vote with their wallets, right? And so that is how we are going to know how Solo performs. And some of this polling that they're doing in advance to try and get a bead on how they think it's going to perform, well... You know, that's the nearest thing we have to the real thing right now. And so that's why I'm particularly interested in it. And I'm not as interested in the whole user score situation, which we will talk about 
in the next day or so as we prepare for the final days of Solo A Star Wars Story on Safe Week here on the podcast, where you're not going to hear any spoilery-related stuff for Solo. You're just going to hear great and hopefully very interesting stuff about Solo and about how Lucasfilm is getting this movie ready for its delivery to all of us. That's going to do it for today's look at the box office situation. I'm going to do Last Jedi Trivia with you after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. May the 4th is Star Wars Day, and it's also the date of our 1400th episode. So to celebrate all during the month of May, you can get the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book for just $7.77. That's whether you pay in dollars, pounds, or euros, just $7.77 at SW7X7.com slash TFA for the U.S. version of Amazon, or just search for the unofficial Force Awakens trivia book on any European version of Amazon. Welcome back. All right, so last time I asked you what Poe said after the accelerator triggered, and that was after also the woo it's that's got a kick. And today's question for you, we know he was shooting the cannons on the Dreadnought, but why was he shooting all the cannons on the surface of the Dreadnought? And that is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you take a blind shot at a Sarlacc tentacle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans, become a patron of the show at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a little higher, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.